It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on YouTube. If you don't check it out there, that's okay. We're on all the podcasting platforms out there, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher. Make sure to rate review and subscribe to Locked On Panthers and all the other Locked On Podcast Networks out uh, podcasts out there so you don't miss a single episode and be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council where every single Friday answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions to get those questions into me either at me at Julian Council DM me at Julian Council or leave a comment on today's show Monday's show Tuesday's show or tomorrow's show on Thursday and answer your question this upcoming Friday on the weekly Friday mailbag just make sure if you leave a comment here on YouTube, just put Friday Mailbag and your real name, and I'll answer your question in a couple of days' time. So ESPN, and it's that time of the year, mid-May, where not a ton of NFL news going on here in Carolina. It seems like there really isn't a slow news day, as we talked with Roman Harper yesterday about the rumors that the Panthers are eyeing for New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton, who on Monday was announced to be going into the studio to work with Fox this upcoming NFL season, which a lot of people think will only be a one-year hiatus before he returns in 2023. Could that be here? Could that be Dallas, elsewhere? Who knows? We'll find out later. Roman doesn't think it's going to happen. Also, Drew Brees, who on Twitter, after basically getting fired from NBC, was like, maybe I'll come back and play football. I'll go to the pickleball tour, the senior golf tour. I don't know. But the media is not going to say what I'm doing. I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. Never was he really all that serious. So all those guys getting linked to Carolina, which doesn't lead to many slow news days here as we just finished up rookie minicamp this last weekend. And the Carolina Panthers have waived the player and added a player that we'll get into later. But ESPN.com put out their NFL power rankings, their post-draft NFL power rankings. And to add context to this, it's not just the 32 NFL Nation reporters, including David Newton, who covers the Carolina Panthers. It's not just Dan Orlovsky or Mina Kimes or Laura Rutledge or Marcus Spears of the NFL Live crew. It's not Adam Schefter. It's not um, just Todd McShay or Mel Kiper Jr. There's apparently a panel of 80 writers, editors, and TV personalities that evaluated how teams stack out throughout the season. And Right now, that's how they're looking at the Carolina Panthers and the other 31 teams in the NFL. So it's pretty much everyone you've ever seen on ESPN who you can go tweet at and be mad about the Carolina Panthers being ranked dead last in the National Football League post-NFL draft. Now, post-free agency, a couple weeks ago, the main part of free agency in mid-March, the Carolina Panthers were ranked 28th in the league, which... I would think it's a little bit low, but I kind of understand considering they hadn't fixed the quarterback position. There was still a massive question there at left tackle. Now, after the draft, they have a left tackle, Nikki Aquani, who they drafted six overall out of NC State. They've added Matt Corral in the third round to come in and develop and then maybe 
overtake Sam Darnold at some point this season. We'll see how things go, but there still is a large question mark at the quarterback position. But still, I don't see how you look at this Panthers team post free agency and post the draft where they've added a left tackle, where they've added a starting right guard in Austin Corbett, where they have added Bradley Bozeman to come in and compete and likely take the job at center over Pat Elfly and Brady Christensen, a third rounder from last year, likely going to slide in at left guard. And you have a player who could be a pro bowler and eventually will be in Taylor Moten there at right tackle. That is a revamped offensive line when this was among one of the worst offensive line units in football last year. So you rebuild the offensive line and you know football, you got to win in the trenches and the Carolina Panthers should be able to do that. Defensively, Yes, they lose Hassan Reddick. Yes, they lose Stephon Gilmore. He didn't play that many games for them. They lost some pieces that are certainly key. But you bring back Brian Burns, who just went to his first Pro Bowl. You have J.C. Horn, who there's a lot of expectations um, with, who hopefully can stay healthy this season. You have Dante Jackson back. You have Jeremy Chin, and you add a player next to him. Um, and Xavier Woods, who can start and did not miss a single snap last year for the Minnesota Vikings. Shaq Thompson is back on his defense. There's a solid foundation for what was one of the best defenses in the NFL last season. So you have that, and you bring in Chris Tabor as a special teams coordinator, and Johnny Hecker, and Andre Roberts, two guys who have been all pros on special teams in the past. Four times for Hecker, one time for Roberts, and it was not that long ago, and you add in Steve Wilkes, you bring in Ben McAdoo. There's far more coaching experience from the NFL on this roster and his coaching staff. But yet, the Panthers are ranked 32nd. They're the worst team in the NFL right now, according to these 80 writers, editors, and TV personalities who work for Mickey Mouse and the worldwide leader in sports. I'm confused. So you think this team's worse than the Falcons? We're going to either try it out Marcus Mariota, who's never been able to stay healthy in his entire career. And I love Marcus, but he's never been able to stay healthy. And he was replaced by Ryan Tannehill now, who might be replaced by Malik Willis, who couldn't beat out Bo Nix at Auburn. Okay. And Calvin Ridley's out for the entire season because, oh, remember, he bet on football when he was injured last year or he wasn't injured when he was taking time off for his mental health. And now he's just been it for an entire season. But the Falcons are in the Panthers, apparently. The Falcons who can't close out games and have one of the worst defenses in football. The Detroit Lions, perennially one of the worst teams in the NFL, who start Jared Goff at quarterback, who weren't good last year, even though Dan Campbell's team played hard and they're out there biting knees, they're better than the Panthers. The Jets? The New York Jets. With Zach Wilson, who was the worst of all the quarterbacks they played last season, the Jets are better than the Panthers. Really? The Texans, who everyone thought was tanking last season, then they fired David Kelly. Now they have Lovey Smith, who did a great job in Chicago, then was at Illinois randomly for a couple of years, and now is just the Texans coach, and they don't seem to have any organizational direction. The Texans are better than the Panthers. The Seahawks, who trade away Russell Wilson, and now are actively lying to themselves and the rest of the league, saying that they believe in Drew Locke. That's a better team? The Jags? The Giants? The Bears, who did nothing to help Justin Fields? You cannot tell me that those teams are unequivocally better than the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers are the worst team in the NFL right now. And I understand that. Yeah, I host a daily Panthers podcast. Yes, I grew up going to the games. Yes, I'm a fan of the team. But y'all, that is just out of bounds to sit here this time of the year. And it doesn't matter. Power rankings are meaningless. And any sort of rankings in the NFL are meaningless because there's not. it's not college football where you have this stupid ranking system that dictates who gets to play in the playoffs. 
In the NFL, you just got to win and you get an opportunity to play. It's not college football, which I still love, but still flawed system. The Falcons, the Lions, the Jets, the Texans, the Seahawks, the Jags, the Giants, and the Bears are not all better than the Carolina Panthers. Now, Seth Walter, he tweeted this out, and they have their football power index, which, you know, the rating itself indicates approximately how much better or worse in points a team is predicted to be relative to an average NFL team on a neutral field. It is a predictive rating, which is important. Currently, the Carolina Panthers are ranked 25th, which would make a lot more sense to me than 32nd. 23rd, 24th, 25th, I'm totally fine with that when you still consider that Sam Darnold's probably going to start this season. The Panthers only have one reliable wide receiver. Is Christian McCaffrey going to be healthy? Is the offensive line truly going to be that much improved? I imagine that they will be. We still have to see on the field. And can the defense play the way that they play it? And can they improve in special teams? There's plenty of question marks on this roster. But to sit here and think that they're the 32nd team in the NFL, dead last, that right now to me is just absolutely crazy. So go ahead. Tweet all these ESPN people. David Newton, if you want. But really, you know, go easy on David. And let them know that, guys, 32nd, what are we talking about here? How much more improved the Panthers going to be this year? I don't know. We looked at the schedule. We took inventory on the fact that they're playing the AFC North and that Cincinnati on the road would be a difficult game. Of course, Pittsburgh is going to take over the stadium, going to Baltimore. I have not much confidence right now that they win that game. And in Cleveland, week one, Deshaun Watson to be with the league. We'll see whether he plays or not. I don't know. Jacoby Brissett might be better than Sam Darnold anyway, but still, it's a home game that will have plenty of Browns fans, as we know. Those are four games that will all be difficult for the Carolina Panthers. Then going out west and having to play in Seattle, who shouldn't be good, but it's still a road game. You have to play L.A., have San Francisco at home. You have Arizona, who you've dominated over the last four or five seasons. Those are still tough divisional games, tough games to play against those teams. So this schedule is never going to be easy. But the Carolina Panthers, roster-wise, talent-wise, coaching staff-wise now, I would say, are absolutely not the worst team in the NFL. So love the work that a lot of those folks do over at ESPN. But come on, man. All right, Brian Burns. Last week was MIA for the Carolina Panthers voluntary workouts. And the keyword there is voluntary. He doesn't have to be there until June when they have mandatory minicamp. But still, that led some people to think that, is he holding out? Because he just had a Pro Bowl season. They had picked up his fifth-year option. It's time for him to possibly get paid. Is it? We'll talk more about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Y'all, I've been telling you about Built Bar ever since I took over this podcast. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that it actually is a Built Bar puff with only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. Well, that's exactly what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built Bar. I just received mine last week and I have never had anything like this before. They're available right now, but I can't promise you that they're going to be available tomorrow. So go to built.com right now and get them and if you haven't tried the puffs i'll let you on a little secret because that's what friends do it's chocolate covered marshmallow protein bar yeah you heard me delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100 real chocolate all built bar puffs and all built bars are covered in 100 chocolate that means that with built bar you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it as well go to built.com right now and use promo code lock 15 and get 15 off your first order use promo code lock 15 for 15 off at built.com 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At this point of the offseason, there's a lot of manufactured drama, whether that's writers like Peter King, who I respect, does a great job. I read his Football Morning in America column every single Monday, but him coming out and saying, Drew Brees, he would make a lot of sense in Carolina. Come on, Peter, do you really think that's going to happen? Then I bring in a guy like Roman Harper, who played here in Carolina, still lives here in Charlotte, and knows Drew Brees personally enough to tell us that he's not going back to NBC, saying that, ain't no way... That's going to happen. Now, of course, there's some universe that might be out there, and that might be the one that we live in where Drew Brees does become a Carolina Panther. But the last time we saw Drew Brees in the divisional round against Tampa Bay, dude could barely throw the ball 10 yards, and it was brutal as I was there cackling on the floor watching Drew Brees' career go up in flames. Now, he'll be a Hall of Famer. He got the last laugh. He never was an MVP, which is still weird, but who cares? And he won a Super Bowl. So Drew Brees had a great career, and now he's having a terrible television career. But we have guys like Greg Olson who we can sit back and watch and talk about how great they are, even though they might not have the credentials of Greg Ol- of love. Um, Drew Brees. Either way, there's those sort of manufactured items. We can also bring up the video with Devontae Adams, who was speaking to the Raiders.com and talking about how a team I thought was going to draft him was the Carolina Panthers. We I talked to him a ton coming out of Fresno State, but instead they took Kelvin Benjamin. And I had people DMing me upset about, oh my God, how can we not take Devontae Adams? Okay, guys, I understand your frustration. Kelvin Benjamin actually had a great rookie year. They got injured, and we were like, oh, my God, what are we going to do here in 2015? Went on to the Super Bowl. Cam Newton was MVP. Dragged that team with Britton Burson and with um, Jericho Cotri, Greg Olson, who's obviously great, but the only uh, re- reliable receiver, and he wasn't even a wide receiver. You had um, Devin Funches. You had Philly Brown. You had all those guys, uh, Ted Ginn, and they were just fine about Kevin Benjamin, who, of course, we know didn't turn out to be great and didn't give up give much effort. And quite honestly, he just never stayed in shape. And, you know, God bless him. The dude dealt with personal issues, but he just didn't have the wherewithal to stick around in the National Football League. So certainly you can look back hindsight's 2020 and be like, wow, Devontae Adams looked like he's headed to Canton. And we didn't take that guy. Why even get upset about stuff like that? And why even get upset about things like last week when Brian Burns was absent from, again, voluntary workouts? But we love to do this because... We got to find something to talk about. Hey, I do a daily podcast, so I kind of need something to talk about as well. But we like to kind of make things, make more out of things than what they actually are. And really, Matt Rule, the Carolina Panthers head coach, told us this weekend at mandatory mini at um, rookie minicamp that actually, guys, it's not that big of a deal. He went home to Florida to handle some things, and I'm sure he'll be here soon. And by soon, well, it was Monday where Brian Burns was back at the Panthers facility there on Med Street and over on Cedar Street at the practice facility, back in his Carolina Panthers uniform, preparing for the 2022 season and the rest of the offseason program. And it's not 
And I get it. There are times where you see guys like Baker Mayfield who wants to be traded, who's not showing up, which is a completely different situation. You see like guys like Debo Samuel who's put in a trade request, who's not showing up. And we've seen those scenarios. And hey, if you've played well in the NFL, like Burns has done, and you want to protect your body, I totally get it. Why show up for this portion of the offseason? Now, mandatory minicamp, you should show up because you would get fined, and he has not made a ton of money yet. Yes, he has a $16 million fifth-year option that we'll get during the 2023 season, but he's still a year and a half away from recouping that money, and that will be great when he does get it, and he certainly is deserving of it. But right now, Brian Burns, I don't think, is in line to get paid. And we've talked about this before, the way the Carolina Panthers really should go about business and the way the NFL typically goes about business with these kind of players, unless you're a quarterback. And this has been what has upset Kyler Murray there in Arizona. We've seen guys like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen recently, after their third season, get paid. Now, quarterback's totally different. So you can't sit there and wait too long with them just knowing what the market is, where it's $40 million a year. That's the going rate for quarterbacks. So you can't sit around and wait. Now, with the defensive end, it's in a way similar because these guys can make $20-plus million per year. They play a premium position, especially when you consider it is a quarterback-driven league. So you need guys like Brian Burns who can get off the edge, who can wreak havoc in the backfield, and especially someone like Burns who offers no issues off the field, has been a fantastic leader, works hard, and is a pillar of the – I mean, I don't know. Not, I guess maybe not go that far, but he has been a great member of this community here in Charlotte and across the Carolinas. Like, those are the guys that you obviously want to reward, especially someone who might not be drafted by Matt Rule or by Scott Fitter or this regime, but still someone who is drafted and developed here in Carolina and has turned in to a very good player. All that being said, I don't think it's really time for him to get paid. And that's why I was kind of looking at it and people were freaking out. I was like, okay, well, he just had one Pro Bowl season, which is why now he's getting $16 million in 2023. It was a no-brainer to pick up the fifth-year option. Scott Fitter said for weeks that they were going to do it. He waited until the last minute basically get it done. May I don't know. Maybe they were talking to his representation about going and getting an extension done. I don't know what they were doing. They could still potentially be talking about that. But as we saw with DJ Moore, I think it's the same approach the Carolina Panthers need to take. DJ Moore looked good for the first three years of his career. Last year, um, last year around this time, they picked up his fifth-year option, which made perfect sense to do that, <clears throat> unlike with Sam Darnold, which didn't make a lot of sense, but I understand why they did it. But that's based off of production. DJ Moore earned it. And after the season, after playing well in his fourth year in the NFL, they've extended him. That should be the same case with Brian Burns. For the first three years of his career, he's played well. He's been rewarded with the fifth-year option. Now, play well again then get extended next offseason. And the Carolina Panthers, I understand, like, hey, financially, you want to get ahead of it. And Scott Fitter talks about, like, we have a plan as long as they have Samir Suleiman here, who used to be their cap guy, has now been elevated to a higher role. And I'm, I'm sure still does work with the cap mainly here at the Carolina Panthers. So he's the primary guy when it comes to figuring out the cap and then contracts. They know how to fit it in. And they know what their plan is with guys on the roster. Now, quarterback complicates things because typically that's one of those positions that you really have to worry about as far as the salary and building your team around it. And if Matt Corral, especially on a third-round draft salary, turns out to be the long-term guy, at least for the next, well, three years after the season, the Carolina Panthers are in fine position to work around his deal, especially since he's not a first-round pick, and that would be a far more money to work with. But with Brian Burns, same thing they did with DJ Moore should be the same way they do it. He performs well again this year. They extend him next season. And 
hell, the NFL has um, certain way uh, avenues and uh, things that the NFL that the organizations can use to delay payment. Like they don't necessarily have to pay him next offseason. They could wait till after his fifth year and then franchise tag him, like we saw with Taylor Moten, who of course was a not a first round pick, and they had, had played four seasons, and that was the best way to go about it for them. And then you have until July fifteenth to figure things out of that season after you franchise tag. If they want to go down that route, they can certainly do it. But getting concerned about Brian Burns in this future here in Carolina, I get that Scott Fitter is talking about, oh, hey, maybe we'll, we said we maybe we'll draft a defensive end. Who knows? We got to find a way to, just in case if Brian leaves. They want Brian Burns here. And I expect Brian Burns to be here for as long as he wants to be here in Carolina. And of course, as long as they want him to be here in Carolina, because it is a two-way street. But Brian Burns right now, is it, pertinent that he gets paid right away no but he will get paid so i caution y'all not to get too caught up in him being absent unless he does eventually come out and say from his agent that hey pay me or i'm not going to show up which right now i don't think that's the best move for him or for the carolina panthers all right the carolina panthers have made some moves post rookie minicamp including letting go of a player who well, for being honest, probably wouldn't have been here that long if it weren't for an injury last season. We'll talk about who that is and who they've added here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Carolina Panthers have been extremely active when it comes to the position of cornerback. As we know, they've drafted J.C. Horn last year in the first round at eighth overall. Then they traded the third round pick and Dan Arnold to the Jacksonville Jaguars for a former top 10 pick in C.J. Henderson. They have extended down where they've Resigned Dante Jackson. They traded for Stephon Gilmore. They brought in AJ Bouye, then recently cut him this offseason. But they spent a lot of resources on finding cornerbacks. They drafted Keith Taylor. They drafted Stan Thomas Oliver. They brought in Chris Westry now. They are pretty, well, I don't know how deep they are at that position group. But they've spent a lot of assets and resources in that position group, and including a fourth-round pick back in 2020 on Troy Pride Jr. from Greer, South Carolina, a Notre Dame alum who started eight games as a rookie here in Carolina. Then going to last season, he was kind of on the fringe of whether he would make the roster or kind of a shorter guy, doesn't have the longest of arms, doesn't fit the mold of the corners that you saw there in Seattle when Scott Fitter was there. And now what he's looking at when you have players like Keith Taylor, like J.C. Horn, like Westry, and like C.J. Henderson, but, you know, Dante Jackson isn't necessarily fitting that mold, but Dante Jackson has certainly already proven himself so far in the NFL through four seasons to be a 
solid number two option there at corner opposite of who they hope to be their number one guy for a long time in J.C. Horn. True, Troy Pride Jr. was pretty much on the outs and probably would have been cut last season had he not suffered an ACL injury there in week one of the preseason on the road in Indianapolis. And I told y'all at the time, if you listen to the podcast, that maybe this was a blessing in disguise for Troy Pride. He gets injured, he stays on the roster, he rehabilitates, and maybe he can come back next season and make the team. But also when talking about the depth chart, both NFL draft here for the Carolina Panthers a couple weeks ago, I found it hard to believe that he would make the team considering all the factors I just brought up there just a moment ago. And well, Carolina Panthers didn't delay it on Monday, decided to waive cornerback Troy Pride Jr. with a failed physical designation as he continues to try and rehabilitate from his ACL injury that he suffered last year. And hell, I mean, why wait? It stinks for him. I feel bad for the guy especially when you go back to that 2020 season or really that the draft and how cool it was to have someone from South Carolina to be a Carolina Panther have played at Notre Dame. And the hope was that he would be a solid player, but he was also put in one of the situations, the same one that guys like Daryl Worley and Dante Jackson and James Bradbury put in where they had to start way too early in their career. And he was one of those cases where he had to start right off the bat when he was not ready. And as we saw, he got exposed in his rookie year, played way too many snaps, and that was good for experience, but you don't want to put guys out there before they're ready because you have the chance to mess them up, which might have happened to Troy Pride, and then he gets injured last year, and that was all she wrote for his Carolina Panthers career. So I wish him the best of luck moving forward, but not very surprised at all that he was waived. Maybe surprised that it happened on Monday, but not surprised that it happened at all. So with that, the Carolina Panthers still had two roster spots to fill as they needed to get up to 90 before we get down to training camp at Spartan in Spartanburg on the campus of Wofford College later on in July. The Panthers signed tryout players, Wyatt Miller, and Ty, who's an offensive tackle, and tight end Jared Scott. One of the things, too, about rookie minicamp, it's not just the rookies that are out there. It's not just Matt Corral, Nikki Aquanu, and Cade Mays, and Amari Barno, and Brandon Smith. It's not just those guys, and Davis Cheek, who we talked through last week. It's not just them. It's also tryout players and some of them are veteran players in the NFL like Ryan Switzer who played at North Carolina and was helping out Sam Howell at his pro day he's played in Cleveland he's played in Pittsburgh he's played in Dallas and he's trying to get back into the league after not being able to stay healthy he was one of the guys who tried out for the Panthers this past weekend obviously has not been signed as of right now we'll see what happens the Panthers signed a tryout player in Wyatt Miller and Jared Scott like I mentioned Miller he's kind of been around the block a time or two here in the NFL he's entering his seventh NFL roster. He was initially undrafted from Central Florida, and, and he has spent time with the Jets, Bengals, Cowboys, Seahawks, Chiefs, and 49ers. So he's been all over the place. And I have brought this up. The Panthers, when you look at the tackle depth, you have Brady Christensen, who's likely going to play guard. I think one day he might be able to play center. We'll see how that works out. They like his flexibility. He can play tackle. He played well at and during the last part of the season the last final weeks at left tackle last season played well and he played right tackle just considering the expectations and you know him stepping up in that situation and comparatively to how the rest of the guys played in those spots last year but he can be someone who can be a backup it really depends on how you want to maneuver the offensive line would you want to kick him out and then put in pat offline if there was an injury to occur to Iki Aquanu or to um taylor moton there's also Cam Irving on the roster. Just not there's three tackles. Not, not enough tackles, you would think, that they need more guys, more bodies heading into training camp to try and evaluate and see, hey, if we can add another tackle to this team heading into 2022. So they're going to see what Wyatt Miller can do as he enters his 
now seventh team in the National Football League than Jared Scott. Tight end, going to be an emphasis in this offense moving forward. Whether Ian Thomas or Tommy Trimble or Colin Thompson or Steven Solomon, if any of those guys can step up and truly be a go-to kind of safety valve for Sam Darnold as a pass catching tight end, we will see. And you would even want them to be a playmaker. I don't know. We'll find out. But they're going to bring in another guy in Jared Scott, who was an undrafted rookie who played at three schools, Idaho State, then Prairie View A&M, and then Wyoming. Not necessarily the greatest of college football programs out there. And certainly an eclectic bunch of programs, but he is now getting an opportunity here with the Carolina Panthers as the Panthers roster is now up to the 90 slots that they are allowed. So there we are as we sit here post-rookie minicamp, and they've also said there's more players that they might think about signing. So be on the lookout as OTAs and voluntary uh, workout system, uh, product, uh, process the offseason continues when we get closer to mandatory minicamp as there might be more players that are cut and then brought in here to Carolina. And of course, after training camp goes on, we'll see what happens with the guys who get released and hit the Carolina Panthers want to get into the waiver wire. So it's a fluid situation with the Carolina Panthers roster as we sit here on May 18th. That's going to wrap it up here for this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show on YouTube. Don't miss a single episode. You can also check out the podcast on well, all the traditional podcasting platforms, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, or Stitcher. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show so, again, you don't miss a single episode. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions to participate either at me at Julian Council, DM me at Julian Council, leave a comment on today's show, Monday's show, Tuesday's show, or tomorrow's show on Thursday. And then, of course, on Friday, I'll get to your questions right there if you Ask a question here on YouTube. Just make sure to put Friday Mailbag and then your actual name, not your just handle there on YouTube, but your actual name. And same thing goes with Twitter. And I will answer your question this upcoming Friday. On tomorrow's episode, Joe Person of the Athletic Covers Carolina Panthers will get his perspective on the Panthers' interest still in some of these veteran quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield, Nick Foles, Jimmy Garoppolo. Could either one of those guys be a Carolina Panther in the next week or so, we will find out also his thoughts on rookie minicamp, what he saw from Matt Corral, from Iki Aquanu, and all the other rookies that were drafted by the Carolina Panthers, and just his general thoughts on the Carolina Panthers as they are in the latter stages of the offseason as we have OTA's mandatory minicamp on the horizon here in the middle of May. But until then, take care, keep pounding, and I'll talk to you all on Thursday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.